Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I'm Maddie and this is my co-host. Still Connor. Today we are talking about episode 10, Encounter with the Unknown. So, the scene opens with a little recap from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, and... Shigaraki, which is Mr. Hands, so we've been calling him Mr. Hands, uh... Well, dude, so, like, th- this is weird, uh, I-, I might have been distracted in this episode. Do they say his name? Because this... Uh, I don't think they do, but we watched it with subtitles, yes, where they, so they we mentioned the name. They mentioned a number of names, and so, uh, I actually wanted to quickly, like, from a meta standpoint, address this, uh, since the subtitles seem to not care, like... I don't know, like, if you watched the credits for the episode or whatever, you would see his name, too. Right, and, it's, and so, yeah, I, I guess, I guess then it's just, it's just okay. Yeah. I don't know, we've just, we've been trying, we've been trying to be, like, so good about well, spoil stuff. Well, do you want to start over that and no, just call no. Mr. Hands? No, 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 I just mean, I, I, again, this is a meta conversation about, yeah. like, what, what the... What constitutes a spoiler in terms of naming people. Or, no, even just, like, the decision by the show to be like, ah, just put their actual name in Oh, yeah, in, there. in the subtitles. Yeah. Even though we haven't said it in the show, just go ahead. Yeah. Because yeah. they do it for a couple of the other villains, too. Yeah. Uh, like, and the it, ones that are going to be... And it's it's unfortunately a weird little bit of spoiler, because, like, so you get Mr. Hands, you see his name is Shigaraki. Yeah. Shigaraki. Shigaraki. And then uh, the shadow dude in this episode is Kurogiri. Right. Uh, which means Black Mist, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. That's um, fun. Because it's kind of like what he is. What he like. is, yes. Yeah. But then, like, there's a there's like a part with water, and like one of the subtitles is just aquatic villain. Yeah, and there was half fish villain yeah. too. Yeah, and so that it sort of tells you in a really weird way, like, oh, these characters don't matter. Yeah, because they're the subtitles aren't giving them a name. Yeah, so there I were, mean, I would say since it's in this episode, like, if you watched it with subtitles, you would have this information. But I think it's good to mention that we don't always watch with spoiler or uh, with, with, with uh, subtitles, subtitles yeah. so we won't always have that information. Yeah, I just thought it was a, it was an interesting little discussion uh, uh, about like. In, in weird ways, how things like subtitles or stuff you wouldn't expect can kind of spoil things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, well, we can yeah, so talk about Shiraki, the actor. Uh, I'm still going to call him Mr. Hands. Okay. No that's matter fine. what. Um, <laughs> Shigaraki says that uh, basically everybody's here to take down All Might. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of talking about how they had, they somehow got a hold of a class schedule and knew that he was supposed to be here with Class 1A today doing rescue training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can tell right away that he's not here. And they say, maybe if we kill some children, it'll lure him out. Uh, Going hard. But uh, the point is, Shigaraki, we saw him at the end of the last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, um, with Kurogiri, and I think somebody else was there with them in the Yeah, yeah, I think this was a stinger for episode eight. That sounds right, like the after credits little scene. Um, And so suddenly they have basically this army of villains. So uh, the way that he phrases everybody's here to fight All Might says that the only way he was able to get, like, the loyalty of these villains was probably by saying, hey, we have this plan to kill All Might. Do you want to be part of it? We kill the Batman. (laughs) I mean, yeah, this... Whole shows like a love letter to the comics. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's that specific. Uh, I don't think he's referencing the Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, but yes, um, but yeah, uh, it's 
it's the start of what I do sort of like about this episode in a really huge way of the villains while like okay they're still villains and they still have to lose in a show about hero stuff or whatever <laughs> yeah. like they do a really good job of having the villains both have like good thought process that, like that makes sense and like like good they do they do smart things like they're like all right well okay we we had the we had the schedule um right and so we we tried to plan this around that and, uh, oops, it, it didn't work. Well, we've got, we're not going to freak out about it. Right. It's not like we're going to, oh, all my side here. Okay. We'll leave. We'll try again some other time. Yeah. Like you're already committed at yeah. that point. So, it, uh, I also think it's interesting because it really portrays them as actually evil. Like I know, I feel like a few episodes ago, um, we were talking about like villainy in terms of like, um, like the different reasons that you might be a villain, and it seems like these guys are a group of people that are actually evil because they're like, "Oh, All Might's not here. Let's kill children until he arrives." Yes. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like you have some sort of like vendetta against All Might in specific, and you aren't really well, that bad of a guy. It's not. There's no like anti-heroes oh, okay. or like villains who believe that they're justified or anything. It's literally just evil people. It seems like from yeah. from there. Um, willingness to kill children although well, uh, i assume i assume we'll get more backstory on on on, on these folks at the very least so but I, I i i do wonder if like especially given the design of our two named villains in this <laughs> uh the dude with a bunch of human hands all over his body yeah and uh shadowy dude like they're really going card carrying evil they're called the league of villains yeah like, they, they look super evil in addition to yeah, actually being evil. like I, I do like how it's like listen guys this is what evil people are, and they're they're literally <laughs> the league of villains. They like the term villain. Like, yeah, th- that's it's a lot of fun. I I I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that. Um, yeah. Uh, the next thing is the so the kids are kind of talking about the fact that they're under attack. So they're all there gathered around thirteen at the entrance to the facility, mm-hmm. and um, at this point, as I was still with them and saying, "Get back! These are real villains." Blah blah blah. Um. And some of them start to say, is the entire campus under attack? And um, why don't you run and go get help? Which doesn't make sense to me because they took a bus to get here. They're not on campus. They're not even close to campus if they had to take a bus. Right. But I I mean, I think I think the the question of like, is is this just an entire attack like against everything at Oh, you mean uh, is it like a generalized UA attack, yeah. or are they targeting us specifically yeah. for some reason? Because you're right, because they, with their normal sense of hearing, probably can't hear that the villains over across are the after arena All Might. are yeah. saying, "Oh no, I see All Might's not here." Yeah, because what what it really just looks like is like, okay, there's an invasion of bad guys. We don't know what's going on, and right. and I don't think any of the kids has a self-importance to be like they're attacking us. So yeah, yeah. that's fair. Although you know, some of these kids are kind of. Uh, full of themselves. Right, but I don't, I, even with, uh, like, the one I would think of is Bakugo. I don't think Bakugo is the kind of full of himself which like, ah, yes, the villains have finally tracked me down to <laughs> yeah, fight me because they, they realize I, I deserve it. I would put that line of thinking past somebody like Todoroki, though. No, no, to- I, I would absolutely put that line of thinking past Todoroki. Todoroki, I think, is, remember, he's the emo boy. He doesn't... Mm, he, that's not how I read him. He has no chill. <laughs> but no, I, again, I don't think he has self-importance of that kind. Like, the only person I actually would think that might have that thought process 
uh, is um, Aoyama, the Shining Guy, is like, ah, oh, the, oh, vi- really? the, the villains have finally decided oh, to... Gosh. That's the only pr- person whose character, like, fits that, and it would be played for laughs, so... Yeah, you know. I guess you're right. Yeah. So then uh, Midoriya starts telling Aizawa that he can't do it. Like, Oh, my what? gosh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, again, this this fits Deku's character of, like, he, you know, he's doing all this research, he thinks he knows, you know, enough stuff, um, but it also does sort of play with, yeah, he knows who Aizawa is, and he, like, eventually, like, remember taking notes on him, like, back a bunch of episodes right. ago. He, like, he recognizes the goggles, and he's like, oh, right, you're that guy. Yeah, but um, he, like, clearly didn't know about the weird prehensile uh, scarf. Situation mm-hmm. and Aizawa almost certainly, obviously, trying to keep it that way. For, yeah, he doesn't that, want people to know about all of the stuff that he does. Right, and it seems to um, emphasize that because both we see Midoriya not knowing that uh, Aizawa has these other tricks up his sleeve, but we also see the first set of villains that he fights. No idea. Who don't he know is. who he is. They're yeah. like, "Who's this guy? He thinks he's gonna fight us," and then he just like wrecks them. Yeah. And they're not prepared for it at all because they don't know who he is, so they don't know what his quirk is. And that's, like, a, a big part of his power, I think, is the fact that he keeps everything so secret. Yeah, and and I do also, again, like, um, it makes sense that some villains won't know who he is and some villains will. Like, I imagine there's going to be, you know, there's the kind of, it's just like any any regular person, the kind of people who are doing their research and the kind of people who just, like, go with it. Yeah, that's true, because yeah. some of the other villains do say, oh, no, that's a razor head, he's a pro. Yeah, because it's not like... They haven't said Aizawa... They've only said Aizawa doesn't like the press and tries to stay out of the spotlight, but by virtue of being a dude who is putting villains behind bars, villains are going to know who he is. Right, even if it's just, like, a word-of-mouth thing among other villains. Yeah, so, like, I, I like the that, that fact that they're... Both the people who don't know who he is, and then it's like, well, we have we have to figure it out. And it's like, no, 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 like that's you idiots. That's that guy. Yeah. Like hit, hit, this is his quirk. Like I, I I like that. I like that. Also, I like the fact that he just demolishes them. Oh yeah, it's very sad. Like the way he fights too is really satisfying to me with the like, um, prehensile control that he has over the scarf. Yeah. I guess is neat to watch. Um, as opposed to normal like bad guy fighting, which is mostly just like punching. Mm-hmm. So are we going to talk about heteromorphic quirks? Yeah, so that's something... Uh, I forgot to look this one up. One of the guys, one of the villains says, your quirk won't work against a heteromorphic type by me, like me. And Aizawa says, you're right. Which, first of all, I feel like is a bad move to like yeah. admit that. But he says it's only dangerous if you can get close enough to hit me or something like that. Which makes sense why he uses the prehensile scarf to fight long range then, um, so that he doesn't have to worry about getting punched himself. Because I think that's fair. Like, even if you nullify somebody's quirk, if they're physically stronger and can beat you up, that's a problem. Um, but, so here's here's the this, the definition of heteromorphic. Deviating from the usual form. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I as a science person, can say that hetero means different... And more probably means, like, shape or what it's made out of or something. So I would imagine it's something like a, a mutation quirk where your body's not made of flesh. Yeah, and, and I, I think... I mean, based on what the guy looks like that says he's a heteromorph. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think what it, what it must be is, like, uh, quirks you can't turn off. For, yeah, like, uh, Ojiro has that tail. Yes, oh, and, uh, you know, Octopus Radar has... 
like yeah he just has those extra limbs yeah, at the, at, yeah maybe he wouldn't be able to like form them into a new eye or ear or something maybe yeah. or maybe he still could and Who like knows? and maybe maybe it, i assume also like it wouldn't work on sue Right, because she just she has just the physical characteristics yeah. of a frog. She has a 20-foot tongue. She, using your quirk on her doesn't get rid of the 20-foot tongue. Yeah, and, and so I, I think I think what's interesting then is to use the best um, the best analog here in comics would be some characters are X-Men. Some characters just have, like, intrinsic, like, their DNA is super distinctly different and they, they, their physiology is just different. And they, there's nothing they can do about it. And they are that way. And then some people are, like, not X-Men. They, they, they still have powers, but they have, like, control over them and turning them on and off to a certain extent. And, and it's weird because the fact that, like, those are all still considered the same thing, they're all quirks, is just very odd. I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough about X Men to understand the distinction that you're trying to make. The, so it, in X Men, it's very it's very specific that um, there is like a gene. There is an X, like the X gene. Okay. And if you have that, at like at adolescence, you manifest superpowers in one kind or another, and you don't get to control that. Like there's like one like you know, uh, some people. Uh, Get, get to be Wolverine and they get to have regeneration and stuff or whatever. Uh, some people, when they turn, you know, when they hit adolescence, uh, everyone within a uh, one mile radius disintegrates and they can't, uh. they can't turn it off. <laughs> That's just that it's what they are. It's who they are. It's what, what happens like ver- versus like, uh, you know, Todoroki, he's not always an ice person. Okay. I think I can follow that. Yeah. So like, and that's what's weird. I don't think there would be a distinction if it weren't for the fact that Aizawa agrees there being a distinction. Hmm, I um, see. Where he's like, like, because they're both quirks, right? And and I think what makes this confusing to me is that there is allegedly a genetic component to quirks no matter what. Right, because, like, you can inherit them from your parents, or you can just be born without it. Yeah, and so at least the, the way that I'm viewing this is that, um, and this is, like, 100% speculation, is that there are certain people who their quirk gene is just always on, right? Okay, I think I can... And then there are some, some people who can turn their quirk gene on and off. And Aizawa's power is basically, he's holding the light switch down. Okay, that's an interesting visual. Yeah. My next question is, is it... Can, does it work on anybody in his field of vision, or does he have to, like, focus directly on that person? Right. We've talked... I forget if we already talked about this actually on the show, because we've talked about this so many times, but, like, imagining him with, uh, like, mirrors in his glasses. Yeah, that's what... Like, when his I goggles, saw rather. his goggles, the way that they look made me think that it was going to have mirrors so that he would be able to see behind himself and everything, and I think in this episode, it's clear that that's not what's going on. Yeah. It's just... To hide his eyes so people can't tell who he's looking at at right. any one time. Which says to me that I guess it's not then anybody in his field of vision. It's distinctly whoever he's, he's looking on, at. looking at yeah. at that time. Or, or, or maybe, maybe, like, that, that it's hard. Or is the limitation that, like, it just wouldn't work on mirrors? Yeah, that could because be, like... Does he have I'm, to have direct looking at right, them? Right, he has to be looking at them, but does, yeah, does reflections... Do reflections not work? Yeah. Which, I mean, like, at that point, we'd have to go into some science. Right, this is not a yeah. show about Aizawa. Yeah. This is a show about uh, 
all of the kids. Yeah. Well, no, but even beyond that, like, they're, they're like, the functionally, the difference between looking at someone in a mirror and looking at someone not in a mirror, like, the light is still bouncing into your eyes. Right, you're still seeing them. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so that's why I think... But they, it reminds me of, like, Harry Potter, when they had the, in uh, the second book, Chamber of Secrets, the big snake, the basilisk, mm-hmm. uh can kill you if it looks at you, but if it sees you through a reflection it's... or if you, like, if you view it through... They were saying the one kid... In the book, it doesn't happen like this in the movie, but in the book, there's a kid that takes pictures... Oh, no, it does happen. Sees... It does happen. Yeah, he sees it. No, yeah, that happens in the movie, Oh, too. does it? I yeah. haven't seen the movie in a but, while. Yeah. But he takes a picture of it and sees it through the little lens of the camera, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't... It's not enough to kill him. And then the cat... Like Cat sees it in, in water. water. One person sees it through a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so this idea of like it, like does it get it diluted? Does it have to be direct? Visual eye contact. Is Aizawa a basilisk? Um, <laughs> Deep. But yeah, it, it would be interesting. Lore. It's something that I would actually super duper want to be addressed. It, it I, again, I've, I, I think we mentioned this in the last episode because we talk, we're we're talking about things that are going to come from the creator uh, that aren't spoilers, but that might you know um, not have ever shown up, and how Aizawa can't turn invisible girl's powers off because he can't can't see see her her. and if it's a similar functioning thing in this case is but that's the only little explanation of aizawa's powers that i think that we've gotten yeah at least that i've seen that that, that, like is a distinct limitation on like if he can't see them it doesn't work that includes invisible people so like to a certain extent he's not really sad right it wouldn't be such a stretch to think that it also doesn't work if it's a reflection and i again i can get that this will be my last word on this (laughs) it still feels like it should work in a mirror because if it can work through his goggles which is not directly looking at someone well it does if there's no lens on the goggles like if it's just um i think there's a lens on the goggles I don't know. I'm not convinced. You think you, you think the, I think it the might dark be like thing... empty spaces and it's just like artistic. It's artistic. Hmm. All right. All right. Well. But you're yeah. right. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I think <laughs> there's, there's there's not much to say about that other than give me more information. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have. Um... The so while I was fighting those villains, Kurogiri, the teleportation yeah. man. Oh, I just I just want to say for that real quick. Uh, again, I, I love how campy this this show is because uh, uh, Shigaraki is like, man, I hate it when heroes live up to the hype. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's it, such a it's such a great thing to say. Yeah, I don't know, just like like ah oh, man, he really is as good as they say he is. Yeah, darn it. Which is interesting to me because uh, Mr. Hands, she. Shigaraki is totally willing to be like, oh yeah, I heard Eraserhead was really good, and I guess he is. Oh darn! And Midoriya was like, there's no way you can do this. Your style is suited to one-on-one yeah. combat. It's like, yeah, it's a, you're right. It's says. like a weird little juxtaposition where the villain almost believes in in Aizawa more than the <laughs> yeah. student does. I know. I just, it was just such a great throwaway line that I just really liked. He was like, man, doesn't it suck when the heroes are like really good or whatever? <laughs> Lame. Uh, I, I was just, it was. It was cool. It was very cool. But yes, teleporty man. Yeah, so the teleporty man teleports over to uh, 13 and the children. Um, and he starts... Well, a bunch of stuff happens in the scene. Like He Bongo, monologues! Yeah, he monologues for a little while. My and favorite! <laughs> so 13 uncaps her finger like she's getting ready to use yes, her special Yes, I like tag, this a lot. At which point, uh, Kirishima and Bakugo just jump in. The hotheads! Yeah, the two hotheads. Uh, and it, it prevents her from using her ability, and she's like, get out, out of the way. way. Yeah. And so they have to move. And well, no, they, but they, well, they, they yeah. don't move because he teleports them away before. Right, he teleports them away, and I did notice that Ida, using his speed powers, Yes, they show him save a bunch away. of the people. Um, 
And I guess we see sort of in the aftermath that he also did not teleport 13 away. Yes. Uh, maybe he wanted to fight 13 one-on-one, so he just wanted to get rid of the students, mm-hmm. or I don't know what his motive was, I guess. But Ida does use his speed to get a couple of them out, um, and he breaks them up into small chunks. Yes. <laughs> okay, children, we're working in small groups today. <laughs> yep, which uh, does does get explained, and again, I like it. So, like, a problem I always have with these sorts of scenarios is like, why aren't you just killing the people? Why aren't you just doing it? Yeah. His power is just teleportation, it looks right. like. Right. And some sort him. of intangibility, it, like, he doesn't, he doesn't get affected by oh, the yeah. explosion. Oh, yeah, he seems to be, like, literally black mist. Yeah, so, cool. Um, but I like that, like, they they reason out, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, they reason out, they split them up because they don't know what the kids do. Right. Which, again, makes sense, because it's, it's hard to keep this, tra- like, track, track of this. They've been at this school for, like, a week Tops. Yeah, I don't think it's even been that yeah. long. And so, like, it makes sense that the villains, like, even if they have the schedule or whatever, however they got it, right. they don't know what all the kids' powers are because, the, like, the kids are new on the scene. Like, maybe they might be able to know Bakugos because he was on the news. Like, that's the only one I could think of. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, uh, I like the fact that, like, okay, so we're going to split them up because we don't know what they're doing. Right. And, and they, they also probably don't know each other well enough to work in small groups like this. Yes. Well, and and I, I just super appreciate that because it's it's a good it makes sense and it it like justifies like the villains are actually being as intelligent as they can be yes. in this scenario. And not only do they just teleport them apart and separate them, but they send them directly into the danger zones. Yes. So where like they not... have where they've pre-prepped because what they do know is their own villain powers. Where they, right. Where they so they pre-prepped... sent all the aquatic heroes to the shipwrecks. Yeah. Because like so even on. if we don't know who these who these people are. Like we're gonna put our best foot forward. Yeah. And and again, we thought like it's the it's a good guy show. The good guys are gonna good guy and win. Of course. But like it, the villains did, and they checked all the boxes I could have yeah. possibly asked the villains to check. I I just super duper appreciate. Yeah, because the kids yeah. not only have to deal with all of these villains and the fact that they are pretty green and can't work together that well, presumably. Now they also have to deal with whatever disaster the facility is it's set supposed, up to train them yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Love it. So there's a great line from... So they send uh, oh, yeah. Midoriya go, go for to the go for fish, it. to the uh, shipwreck zone. He goes right in the water, and the half-fish villain comes at him, and he says, nothing personal, kid. <laughs> Which uh, is, like, such he- a heavy mean memes. line to say. Heavy and memes. it was hilarious. I don't really have anything else to say no, that about that. Just um, I, I, the, the only thing I do have to say is that... Um, like, why should a frog be able to beat a literal shark person in the water? Frogs are amphibious. Yeah. He's, he's a shark. I mean, I guess the only reason is because he's not prepared for it. Like, he doesn't expect one of these, she, these children to have a frog She mercs before. him. <laughs> she, like, kicks him once and he's just completely out of commission. I mean, maybe he's a weak villain. I mean, she I got into so. the number I one guess, hero program. I, I guess Like, so. that's the other thing. Uh, of course, they're not really underestimating the students because they don't know what they're dealing with. But these kids are, like, the cream of the, the, cream crop, of the crop when it comes to high school students. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... And in fact, Todoroki even says they show they cut around oh my to some of the battle sides, I, and Todoroki says, this is, this "Aren't you embarrassed no to lose to a child?" Oh my god! <laughs> just, Put the, up a fight. <laughs> the, the way that I think the voice actor does such a great job on it too, because this the dripping contempt of like like. I can't believe you're so trash that I'm beating you. Yeah. Like, it's like I expect better from people trying to kill me. Like I just, it's it's 
Oh, I just, I love, yeah, the, like, the line is so great. Like, yeah, I don't love Todoroki's superior attitude. However, it made for a hilarious moment yeah, it, right it, here. It, it was super good. Uh, but no, but back, back to, um, uh, the shipwreck. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do want to quickly pull out and, and address something sure. because this is the first time we're getting, um, more lines from a specific character of Mineta. I kind of want to address this now and then okay. almost never talk about it <laughs> yeah, ever because, again. Yeah, because this is the first That's time it's coming up. So, uh, this is a common complaint, um, that, uh, I have with the show, Manny has with the show, a lot of people have with the show. Yeah, it's, I see it a lot yeah. in the community. Um, so, uh, Mineta is basically a, a pervert. His his job is, like, perverted comic relief. Yes. And, and, more than, and more than one occasion, he goes into what is distinctly, like, uh, you know, sexual assault. Um, yes. You know, inappropriate touching. Uh, I, I hate this. I hate everything about it. I, it makes me dislike his character for whatever mild moments of, like, like, non-sexual joke humor he might have Right, or whatever. and he's done it a couple of other times in the show, and we haven't really talked about it. Like, yes. when they first wear their hero costumes, um, uh, Ochako is talking about how she didn't intend for hers to be skin-tight, basically. Yeah. And Mineta says something like, I love this school, while he's ogling uh, Yayorozu, who has yeah. the really revealing costume, to be sure, but... Um, as we see in this episode, if she's, like, pulling weapons out of her body, maybe it makes sense to have some more exposed yes. flesh. and I de- definitely do, do want to talk about that, because we weren't 100% sure when she was, uh, doing stuff. Right, well, you had talked about possibly her it, making the metal bars yeah, that she which was looks like bar it, the door. Indeed, what, what she was doing was Yeah, because I them. didn't notice at that time yeah. that, uh, it was coming out of her, but I guess... Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. Um, um, well, anyway, talking more about Mineta, um... Yeah, and I don't want to dwell on this, because I almost, I hate the character so much she doesn't deserve too yeah, much Yeah, I feel airtime. like you, like, in, in the upcoming episodes, you and I are probably Just not going to talk it. a lot yeah. about what Mineta says and does. Um, but I did want to mention, um, a couple of thoughts that I had about him. So, number one, um, the author of this series has actually gone on record saying that Mineta's, like, his self-insert yeah, character, which, which is, is very troubling yeah, to I, me. Yeah, I very much dislike it. Uh, to know that, like, you wrote a character that is a pervert for high school students into your own, uh, sh- manga and are claiming that because number one it tells me that uh that's weird and I don't like that about a person in general but number two that's going to be a continuing theme of the source material is that that seem, that's, like, something that's going to continue because that's how the author is it's not because he wrote a character to be comic relief in that way it's because that's his personality yeah uh the other thing is one thing that I think I can appreciate about Mineta is that I personally feel like they have sort of put all of the sexual perversion onto Mineta and it saves some of the other characters from having to have those characteristics. Yeah. Like, it, it's a high school class. Of course there's going to be some, yes, like, it, sexual um, yeah, be, tension he, and stuff. Mineta is certainly characters. not the only character who makes off-color jokes. And, right. But, and this, you know, we're hopping forward, I think. Yeah, I don't want to say we're not anything, speak but, like, just point. in a general sense. But th- there are definitely other characters who make off-color jokes, but none of them are to the extent that Mineta ever yeah. does. Well, like, and even, all of them um, are, like, reasonable. One, yeah, when it was... Um, um, Invisible Girl and Ojiro. What is Invisible Girl's name? Um, Just Hagakure. I think? She's, she's well, anyway, we girl. all know who we're talking yeah. about. Um, she says like, "Okay, I'm gonna take my clothes off so that I can be as sneaky as possible. Don't look." And he like kind of blushes and he's like, "I don't really know what to do in this situation." Yeah. Like. That, that's, that's that's a fine. reasonable oh yeah. reasonable amount in my opinion. And if you want to be over the top about how perverted your characters 
are. I kind of appreciate that they have basically made one token character who's going to have the, the lion's yeah. share of the uncomfortable comments. So it makes it easier for me to ignore because I can just ignore that just, character. It must be great though if he just doesn't it wasn't there in, in the first place. But uh, I, I think that's about as much as I'm. I want to talk about Mineta. Okay. Beyond the 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 very very few times that he is important to the plot. Yeah. Which which does happen like one other time in this. Yeah, for sure. Episode. So, the kids, we see mostly Midoriya because he's the main character. Um, Midoriya, Sue, and Mineta are there. On They've gotten up onto the boat now, and um, they're kind of strategizing about how they're going to fight. My thought is, I wonder if, um, not just this trio that we're with right now, but the rest of the kids, I wonder if they, on their own, would have been motivated to fight, or if it was really like seeing Kirishima and Bakugo fight kind of made them reframe the situation and think, oh yeah, I'm here to be a hero. I can fight. Uh, I, I want to say yes, if only because, um, like, I, I think most of the other situations that they're in, like, this is, I think this is the only group of three that I saw. Um, like, I think most of the other ones are either more dire or they're, like, on their own. Like, Todoroki is going to be fine because he's broken, but he is on his own. Well, we don't know that for sure. We just only that's, saw him, but there might be point. other kids there. I think uh, he was in oh, the no, dance Oh, no, and also, so. I think Momo was with two other people as well. Yeah, Momo um, was with, um, Jiro and Kaminari, yeah. I think. But, but regardless, I, I think that, that just distinctly, like, um, the combination of... Sue is, like, surprisingly pessimistic. <laughs> like, she comes to me and is like, oh, they probably know how to kill All Might. Yeah, yeah, I see. To me, that's not pessimism. That's realism. Like the villains wouldn't have come to fight up. Like they wouldn't. They really wouldn't have though. They like All Might has this reputation of being the symbol of peace, the person that can take down any villain. Why would you bring even a large group of villains to fight him unless you had some trick up your sleeve? It just, I guess, it speaks to a lack of genre savvy, which I can't hold against characters too much. Yeah, like, like like you have been saying several times here, it's a show about heroes. We know that the heroes are yeah. gonna win. And, like, I don't know, it, like, I, I still view her as pessimistic, if only because the only person who has, uh, the, well, the, pe- the, the only student who has good reason to think that, like, oh, no, All Might, be, might, All Might might be in trouble is Deku because he knows that All Might is missing, like, half of his internal organs. Right, nobody else knows yeah. about that. Whereas everyone else, like, like people have been trying to kill All Might, I assume, for years, what is different about this situation? If All Might shows up, why doesn't he just make a mega tornado and, and defeat everyone? <laughs> yeah. Like, that should be your first, like, you know, I think for a lot of students to be like, what are you talking about? Of course All Might. Like, they're stupid villains. Right, it's like, we just have to hold them off until yeah. All Might gets yeah, here. And, and, we'll, and we'll win. Um, we're, that's why I still think C might be a little bit over-pessimistic, but then it does cause Mineta to, like, freak out. For, for again, the one reason that I think is, is valuable is, like, I've not been at the school for more than, like, a couple of days. I'm the one, like, it's reasonable for me to freak out. You guys, we've only been here for like, less than a week, and I am now fighting an actual battle against villains. Right. That's unreasonable. And he does even, when they're going over their quirks, he explicitly says Gosh, that I his do, quirk is not suited I, for I, battle. I do love the incredible shade they essentially throw at him, where he's like, I have sticky balls, I can stick them, I don't stick them, I just bounce off them, and they just stare at him. Yeah. And, and they're like, yeah, you know how we have super strength, and, like, I'm a mega frog? You yeah, suck. Like, to be you fair, suck. Frog, it's good in this situation because they're in water, but Frog's not the most useful battle quirk. No, it, it, it comes with, I think, in the same way that Spider-Man, like, yeah, he does whatever a spider can, 
but he all like spiders can't lift cars. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Like when when you have any animal quirk, the bonuses are always and also super strength. <laughs> so like she obviously. So you think she has super strength? She too. has to. I guess you're right because she like picks up uh, Deku with yeah. her tongue. and she she jumps clear over this entire like indoor island thing like yeah. with mega clearance so like even if you want to say like oh that she just has incredible jumping power by virtue of her having incredible jumping power her kicks must have like tons oh, of force yeah. behind them yeah so maybe that is why she was able to take out that fish guy yeah. from earlier so like you know she just has prerequisite power of at least mild super strength in certain situations yeah like so yeah Mineta's not which I, I, although i will say from a functional standpoint Mineta's power is actually not that bad like having stuff that you, like, like mega super glue. Right, and he uses it that way yeah. in this episode. It's, 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 it's not terrible, but yeah, compared to them, it's not so good. Well, before we go any further talking about uh, the situation in the USJ, let's go back to the school. Oh, because sure, yes. Do we do have a quick back, scene. Yeah. Flash over to um, All Might sitting in the staff lounge, um, mm. and he's talking about the possibility of going over to the USJ really quickly, um, he's got maybe 10 minutes left on his timer, and he can go just say something inspiring at the end of their training. Yeah. Which is a shame, because uh, I'm remembering the first couple of episodes where they show uh, Deku as a child. His favorite video was seeing All Might rescue, like, a thousand people, or whatever the stat was, um, from, uh, I think it was, like, that scene of a train it was, it was like Yeah, it looked like there was, like, an explosion of some kind, almost, but yeah. Uh, so it's a shame that, uh, even if this day had gone according to plan, he would only be there for, like, the last ten minutes of the rescue training. Well, no, if it had gone according to plan, he wouldn't have spent his entire morning saving people. Sure, sure, but I meant the training itself. If the training itself had gone according to plan, and all, even if All Might was late, he would have missed all but the last ten minutes, which is a shame. Okay, yeah. But that's what he gets, and yeah. he does get chewed out. Yeah. For, for this. Yeah, so the principal, Principal Nezu, comes in and has one of the lines I know you really like. Could be a mouse or a dog or a bear, but I'm the principal! <laughs> yeah, it's, the important thing is... is I, I, it, his design is one of the, like, both most simple and weirdest, and I just love it. Yeah, he looks like a lab mouse to yeah. me. Like, those ones that are bred to be perfectly white. With... But, he, but he's got, like, a, like a, like a incredibly violent scar over one eye. Yeah, so that's something else. I only noticed it for the first time in this episode. Was it there in his previous appearances? Yeah, I think, I think so, but, like, in okay, his previous appearances... It, it the only other real appearances are, are super quick. That's true. Um, he's and, like, or in, in, like, a dark room. That's true, yeah. yeah. So I could have just not uh noticed yeah it. i think i think it is more pronounced in this than, than before but and also, also i love his shoes oh i didn't even look at his he, shoes he, he's wearing like uh like you know like two pieces of a three-piece suit basically yeah um and but also like sneakers like super oh. <laughs> super big sneakers and i just i love it i wonder it. if he has like humanoid feet under there Ooh, okay now, you, now i don't love it anymore you made, you made it creepy for me um because he definitely he has the paw hands yeah so yeah, he kind of just chides All Might for uh, using up his powers, and he's like, look, I understand you're still a very capable hero, but you and I both know that, first of all, you're on a timer now, and second of all, you have a successor that you need to be training. Like, you are a teacher that needs to be devoted to all of the students. However, you have a really big job in specifically training this one kid. Oh no, you're smoking. That can't be good. Yeah, so <laughs> you yes. mentioned before that the yes. smoking might just be an artistic thing to Unf let the audience know. Unfortunately, this does not fully answer my question. So the smoke coming off of him that shows he's about to change back, apparently visible. 
although made made a mild issue by the fact that this is a joke. It's played for laughs that he notices. I'm still going to count. <laughs> I'm still going to count that. Okay. However, I don't have confirmation that the smoke that appears when he once he has changed back, that big poof of cloud of smoke, I don't okay, have confirmation yeah. yet that that is real. This makes me think it is, but this is my bit and I'm sticking to it All right. until I get I want inconclusive evidence. Someone's got to cough quiet. on that smoke. Oh. <laughs> Someone's got to cough on it. Someone's got to say, I cannot see through all of this smoke. Yeah, well, I think the other good point you have is that uh, Nezu comes in and describes himself as an indescript or a nondescript animal. So he's clearly speaking with a little bit of meta knowledge. So yes. maybe it's just the principal notices because oh, yes. he has some sort of can, meta Can the principal see a little bit of the fourth wall? I'd be 100% willing to believe that because that would be hilarious. Yeah, I know you love characters <laughs> yes. in particular that not just genre savvy, but being able to glimpse or break the fourth wall. Yeah. Something you really enjoy. Often called like hanging a lampshade, or or, you know just like brushing up against fourth wall. Like I don't. don't, Obviously, he's not aware that he's in a in a show. Well, maybe I don't think he's aware. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. At least from this appearance. You can make some mild meta jokes. Um, uh, so he does say that it all might um, took down three here three um, situations in, like in an one hour. hour before school. So I wonder if his time limit is decreased to the point where it's nearly an hour, or if it was an hour that he took down those three. But that doesn't mean that he That's was only, only in the active form for one mm-hmm. hour. But so now we're kind of at the point where we know it's more than one hour, but less than three hours, yeah. and we also don't know what the recharge time is on it. Right, because it looks like distinctly. There, it's not. It's not quite in the course of a day. You get you get three hours. It seems like he can like if he as long as he relaxes or like recharges or whatever. Right, because he he's gets able it back, to. He says that he's got maybe ten more minutes left, and the principal says, "Well, why don't you wait here and rest even longer so that you can maintain it for even longer?" Yeah. Basically. So, I, I do like that, uh, and and also, um, uh, what the 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 one other handoff line that we're that tells us that the principal is very smart is combat pedagogy as viewed through the lens of ethical court use yeah and you and i had to look up the meaning of the word pedagogy had to, because had to, we had to, had to remember, remember it yeah yeah but just it's just teaching so it's like basically this is a sentence that sounds bigger than it is oh, for sure like teaching combat by using your quirk ethically yeah so basically how to teach heroes to fight i mean that's the whole that's right. what the school does. Yes. But I understand what you mean. They they basically used a th- thesaurus to yeah. make the principal sound smart, so all, that we all the, all understand that the principal is smart. Is, is they smart? Um, yeah. So, but hey, ah, ignore that. <laughs> That's foley. Um, but yep. Uh, uh, the one other thing I want to say here uh, that I've noted on is that uh, the principal was the principal back when All Might was in school. Really? Or at least he was at the school. Because All Might says, you haven't changed. That's true. He does say you haven't changed. Um, but I don't think we can assume that it was the principal. He might have just been... It might have been like a Dumbledore situation where now he's the principal, but X number of years yeah, ago. Yeah, at the and very least he was at the school. number of years ago, because we don't know how old All Might is. Yeah, but at, at the very least we know who's at the school, if not as the principal, at least as a teacher. Yeah, which means that we know that the mouse... Or the, the principal... Mouse dog. <laughs> the mouse bear. dog bear. Um, is at least teacher number of years older teacher than all mine. Like, I'm just thinking when I was in school, I think... When there are I young was, teachers. There are old yeah, teachers. Yeah, I'm just thinking the, the smallest age difference when I was in school. So I was... Um, 
on the older side for my year. I was 18 my senior year, and one of my teachers was like fresh out of college. This was his first year, and I want to say he was 20, 23, 21 or 22. He 22. was like really young. Right. Well, I mean, these are these are earlier in high school, so they're all, they're well, you know, right, there'll be just be in senior, terms yeah. of the di- age difference between um, the principal and all my. That could be as little as three or four years. Right, but, as but many the as fact that he's much a, more. It's like he's a weird mouse bear dog thing. Yeah, I, don't, well, I don't even so, think it. I don't even think it bears trying to figure that out. Is he an animal? Is he a heteromorphic type hero? Like legitimately, we can't know at this point. Yeah. Um, that's all I got on this scene before we hop back to the right, USGA. Right, so we hop back to the USGA, and Shoji is um, doing some surveillance. He is, he has made the ends of his tentacles into ears. Excuse me. Yeah. Ra- um, radar octopus. Yeah, so we were discussing last time the possibility that he uses, like, the whole webbing as sort of a satellite dish, mm-hmm. and now I don't think that's the case. I think that he's just making ears, and he makes, like, multiple ears, but they also seem to be more powerful than, like, a normal... Yeah, they have super hearing. So I think it might just be, like, he's, he's like, reaching his arms out, and he has the webbing, and he just happens to have that. Yeah, he's just, like, that. directing the direction yeah. that he's trying to pick up sound Yeah, in. so he's looking in all different directions. And, you know, it could just also be an aesthetic thing, because even if functionally it's not, like, a radar, it still evokes the image of a radar when he's yes. doing it, so it's, it's getting its point across regardless. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's something that they've included as um, some sort of a limitation for him, actually, because, like, with the webbing, it sort of restricts the movement of all the limbs so that you can't be pointing omnidirectionally. Uh, I'm not not quite sure, because it's clear that he can, like, when he makes them grow, they, like, can go in any direction. Yeah, that's true, too. Because, like, he makes... He, he, Pulls out a mouth that like snakes around and like <laughs> yeah, talks. Right. So like yeah, whatever. Still just such a weird dude. Uh, but yes, th- th- this actually this scene I I really really like for two reasons. One, uh, like they're, they're everyone that tells Ida Ida you're the fast. Get yeah, they call got, him you gotta go get first. His nickname, which yeah. I love. And he's like, but no, I need to I'd be dishonorable. I need to stay and help you. And they're like, and like all all of them are like, no, 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 you don't understand. You need you're, you're doing this is helping us. Right. And then thirteen says, use your quirk to save others. Yes. Be a real hero. And I re- I really like the first thing, the teachers didn't do that thing that they do where it's like kids stay behind and stay completely out of it. Right, like yeah. even Aizawa who does kind of say that at the yeah, beginning, he, does, he tells Kaminari to try to use yes, his quirk ex- exactly. to contact the I, school. I love it because they're recognizing that these kids can be helpful and they're not willing to put them in the exact combat situation necessarily. Right, they don't want to yeah. endanger them but they still are acknowledging that the that, students have something to contribute. Yeah. And and the 13 says go, you, you are the fast, like Great, I love that. The other thing too, they figure they do their entire plan, and uh, Shadow Guy's like, "I can literally hear yeah, you." Yeah, that's hilarious. You, like, do you like? I, you just said your entire plan in front of me. Are you kidding? Like, I, <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. Uh, yeah, so thirteen starts sucking him up. Big, so yep. uh, I guess she isn't necessarily against killing, like I uh, surmised in nope. the last episode. She got, that, got that black hole quirk. Uh, um, yeah, and then... but, uh, I, th- I think, um, yeah, there's, there's not much to this other than they're, they're gonna get out, um. Well, at least one well, of them. Well, Ida's gonna, gonna try to get out, yeah. Uh, and then it goes back to, uh, the final sort of scene of this episode where, uh, they're back on the, sh- we're back on the shipwreck with Midoriya, Sue, mm-hmm. and Mineta, and they're strategizing, and, uh... <laughs> Midoriya says, 
I have to act like Kanchan would. And then he oh, yes, I do love it. It's like, screams, I'm gonna get out die! Yeah, I love that so much, too. Because, again, it, it, they, they keep on doing his good job. Midoriya has a thing about, like, it's a weird complex about him. For sure. He, he's like, all right, what do I, like, what I especially like is that in this situation, he could have easily said, what would All Might do? And he sort of does. Yeah, but he he also idolized, like, they've talked about, like, how he thinks uh, Bakugo is amazing. Yeah. And he, like, wa- he wants to beat him because he thinks he's so amazing. Yeah. So, like, this, again, reinforces that even without him right there in front of him, he is, like, trying to emulate him in certain ways. Yes. And, do- and does, like, almost look up to him in this weird, toxic, symbiotic, parasitic relationship <laughs> that they have or whatever the hell it is. Great way to put that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what I think is interesting is Midoriya in this scene is being very inspiring. It almost like this is Midoriya's real power is inspiring people. Uh, Mineta in particular is really impressed by this, but Sue to some extent also is like, wow, like this is, this kid's amazing. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I, and yet he is only doing it because he's trying to emulate the people that he considers to be inspirational. All yes. and Bakugo. Yeah. Which, although, which again, I, I, I like that this is, this is yet more little background stuff of like, this is why the class Right, like likes him, him so much because he he has like in every situation they see him and everyone's like oh yeah he keeps on doing the like the good stuff he keeps on being either inspiring or helpful or like giving it his all and like it is con- consistent and i i like the fact that it makes sense they continue to make it make sense yeah. and that he's not aware of it because of the lens he's viewing it through is emulating other people yes he's like no this is not yeah, me he i'm trying to be like someone else like i shouldn't get credit for it yes. makes perfect sense Especially for where he's coming from. I, I, I just, it's just very good, solid background writing. And right. Like, it, ah, keeping everything in mind. Love uh, it. Love it. Yeah, it's kind of like a show-don't-tell type of thing where the, um, the person writing this isn't coming right out and saying, wow, Midoriya is so impressive for these reasons. They're just showing him like being, him being impressive, impressive and the class acknowledging The effects happening and then the class being like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I love it. So then he he jumps into the air and he's thinking as he's falling, basically he's like getting ready to do like a finger flick yeah, thing. Yeah, which, which is which, the, this is the first time we see this. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's a really great um, show of development for Midoriya. Like he's still not fully in control of the power for sure, but he is thinking outside the box of ways that he can use his power without ruining himself. Yes, and and this is in, even a callback to the first time he managed to do this right, with, where the, he with the his court power test. into the one finger. Yes. and and so that, that that is a reminder of that. I really like it. One little criticism I want to give to him in this scene, though, is that if he wants to not make his connection to All Might so obvious, why does he keep calling his attacks with the exact same naming scheme? Delaware Smash literally is an attack that we hear All Might use in another. And I understand that, like, it can kind of be waived because everybody idolizes All Might. Yeah. And so it's not super weird that, especially someone like Deku, who has a super strength quirk, would want to emulate this hero. But I feel like if you're trying to keep a cover and not make it obvious to people that you inherited um, your power from him, maybe you wouldn't do this. But then I guess, like, who would even suspect that in the first place? Other than potentially Bakugo, who only has reason to suspect that because, because Midori Midori told, told him. It. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Um, I, it fits his character enough, and you're right. Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, he's using those things. He must be. He must have inherited All Might's power. Like. Even when Sue like points out in the previous episode, like oh your power is super similar to All Might's, 
like Kirishima's immediately like, like yeah, but well, he breaks his body, because, right? Yeah, and, and, and I don't know, and like you said, there are enough like super strong people um, that like someone wanting to emulate All Might, it's just not it's it's not weird enough to give red flags. Like yeah, from an objective standpoint, maybe he shouldn't even be putting up the smallest of flags, but. All Might's such a big deal. Yeah. Like, uh... It's, it's not as dangerous yeah, f- as I Functionally, I, I don't think I kind of talked myself into it and then yeah. back out of it. No, no, it's, it's fine. Um, so then Mineta delivers what I consider to be the only... His only good line in this episode. Uh, eat my sticky balls, he says, yeah, throwing his balls into the whirlpool that Midoriya created. Um, which is actually quite useful because it, oh yes. like, all of the villains are getting sucked up into this um, vortex, and now they're all stuck together yeah. because of his it, sticky balls. And even beyond that, one of the things I did actually like is, uh, in this scenario specifically, they're super useful because they, like, they, when they stick on them, and then they try to take them off, then their hands are then stuck to them. Oh yeah, so they can't even, they don't even yeah. have a use of their limbs. Yeah, try to swim. Try, oh, to, yeah. try, try to swim with, with less hands. Even if you have, you know, water superpowers, it's going to be way harder. Like, from a functional standpoint, I, it actually is super helpful. Um, the I have I have only one more note on this episode. Go ahead. All right. Well, you say if you have any more. Uh, no, that was it for me. Okay. All right. All right. So, look. All right. Get this. Right? So, Deku does this whole physics thing where he's like, okay, if I hit the water, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create, uh, like, a space and all the water's going to come rushing in. Yes. And he, he uses Delaware Smash. Yes. It's the Delaware Water Gap. I have no idea what that is. No! It's a, it's a thing. Like that one person from Delaware who might one day listen to us and be like, Oh, it's the Delaware Water Gap! Oh, that joke's terrible! <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if one of the translators no like, knew about Absolutely that somehow. Absolutely no way. Because I, I, I strongly doubt that that would have been the original Japanese joke. Oh, of but course not. it's possible that one of the translators... I mean, if you know about it, maybe one of the translators does. No, I, I feel like it's just... it's. It's just a dumb pun. All right. Well, this episode was certainly exciting, but uh, it really only whet my appetite for the next episode because I feel like the villains are here and the, the tension is rising, but we haven't yet hit the um, plot climax of the Oh, yeah. Yet. I mean, this, this this there's no cold open on this, and it ends, like, without anything really happening. Right. Like, so we know Midoriya is safe, and that's yeah. basically but it. But we've got and the majority also... of the class. We've got... You know, we don't like all my obviously is gonna show up at one point, so like that's yeah. gonna be a thing. And there's there's so there's so much still to happen. Right. That like this this doesn't feel like an episode so much as the first part of an episode. Yeah, it feels like this is such a short episode too. Like I don't know if it was the same for you, but when the um the ending started happening, I was like, really, that's it? It that's feels what, like this episode was like five minutes long. That's what hype tastes like, Maddie. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Thanks, if you folks. You want to uh, get in touch with us, give us some feedback, or interact with us in any other way. Uh, we have a Twitter. It is at My Hero Notebook. We Check would love out. to hear from you. Um. Then we'll see you next time. Yeah. This is where we would talk about any fan interactions well, if we had any, but we don't. <laughs> this is where I put my fan interactions. <laughs> if I had some. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with that, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.